Before we dive into this new tale, allow me to tell you more about our unlikely heroes. Edric, the son of a lord and lady, albeit from minor families, enjoyed a pampered early life with servants, balls and royal visits. Nonetheless, his upbringing was strict, cloistered and very much alone, with only his books and sword practice for company. As a young man now, with seemingly little ties, he set out into the world, eager to prove his mettle. His first job, arranged by contacts within the Order of the Gauntlet, saw him bearing the torch for one of the more famous groups of adventurers in all of Faerun. His journey took him deep into caves, where he was unable to avoid the pit traps. Even still, he performed his duty valiantly, and in the throes of battle managed to redirect a dagger which was heading towards the eye of the famous frost giant, Harshnag. Zambobo, who until this point was content to live deep within the jungle, was visited from above. The cloud giant castle descended. The other villagers ran for the cover of the jungle. But Zambobo stayed in the outcrop, knowing this was an omen. A cloud giant strode out, eccentric white hair and beard, seemingly shaped of the very clouds. He told Zambobo about lost treasures and the ancient giant kingdoms, how giant adventurers would take trinkets and treasure back to the temple of their all-father. It was in the far north. He thought he'd been there as a youth, couldn't remember where exactly. From that point, the witch doctor's mind was made up, and off he went in search of what was lost. His journey took months, and even including a run-in with a seemingly mad white dragon which the Chult native chose to help. Now, Wilbur's life had been long, before our story even started. His tale had been marred with misfortune and misdeeds. From the highs of fitting rules for esteemed customers such as the Plainswalkers, he had fallen far indeed. With debts, gangs, and doing almost anything to save his skin, he was on a path. Now at a crossroads, which way will he choose? Swift, the adopted son of Captain Eyes and Lightfeather, spent his boyhood out at sea. His chance meeting with the storm giants, Queen Neri and Princess Sarissa, had quite an impact on his youth. Both in his understanding of the giant races, but also a soft spot for a 15-foot member of the storm giant royal family. His other meeting had not been so fortunate. His ship and home smashed to pieces by frost giants in the service of Jarl Storvald. Lastly, Lumbar's service during the War of the Silver Marshes is not without note. Most importantly, a chance meeting with the infamous ancient blue dragon, Illimith. He left a mark on the villainous creature, but not without a memento for the outing. The party converged on the edges of the trade way and quickly agreed that traveling together would be advantageous. They spoke of their pasts, their goals, and the strange automaton that now journeyed with them. Upon entering Nightstone, all was not right. The town was seemingly deserted, the gate open, and the temple bell ringing incessantly. The party went to investigate the ringing, and found two goblins, Bebo and Yark, enjoying themselves after some hard-earned pillage. 
combat ensued and Swift called upon his strange powers, nearly killing both enemies with a single spell. Edric tried negotiation, but other than revealing they'd been sent by Hark, their boss, they found out nothing. Lumbar ignited something within himself and obliterated Bebo in no uncertain terms. Vark tried to run, but Zambobo put a curse on him that swept him from this plane. Our adventurers then tried to make their way to the keep to investigate further, but this time could not avoid the attention of a warg, as Wilbur and Swift were still getting used to their newfound companionship. It gave chase, easily able to catch up to the now-cornered heroes. And so our brave heroes lured the warg away from its packmate. Tooth and blades met, flesh was torn, armor crushed, spells flew in all directions. The rabid beast leapt for Edric's throat, surely a killing blow, but with reflexes he wasn't even sure he possessed. He forced his shield down the creature's throat, dealing a mighty blow. Their repositioning only helped them for so long as arrows began to fall from the nearby windmill. Lumbar threw a javelin which struck the window frame. Although the construct had missed his target, he'd created an easy way to launch himself into the fray of the goblin archers. Swift followed, the two of them making short work of their enemies. The battle ensued, the other warg now joining the killing. Edric and Zambobo worked together, luring the beast onto the bridge and then launching it into the river. The beast was undeterred, clambering out of the water and back into the fray. It was no match for the magic and swordwork of our brave protagonists. Wilbur, still very much getting used to his newfound powers, had been ineffective thus far, until he spotted another goblin attempting to flank the battlefield. He first distracted the greedy creature with a fake mound of gold. Then his powers erupted, a third black eye appearing on his forehead and tentacles venturing out from where his arms once were. The limbs made short work of the goblin, splitting a hole in its chest, the light extinguished from its eyes. After the battle was done, the party headed to the keep. Edric easily jumped across the bridge, setting up two ropes for his comrades. Swift was next, but the shifts and the sways of the rope were too much for Wilbur, who slipped out of his makeshift harness. Swift moved with speed only known to a lad who grew up amongst the sails of a pirate ship, grasping onto Wilbur as he jumped to wrap up his charge. They hit the water with an almighty slap, the air forced from their lungs. Once the bridge was navigated, the party met with the remaining guards of Nightstone. They were glad for the adventurer's presence, and quickly explained how the village had been attacked by cloud giants who stole the monolith in the village square. The party agreed to rid the rest of the buildings of their goblin invaders, and then proceed to the dripping caves to find the rest of Nightstone's residence. Lumbar found two more goblins playing a game of pumpkin heads. The Warforged picked the two up with ease, removing their makeshift helms. The party interrogated the two goblins whilst Lumbar tried to understand this strange concept of a game. The pair of wretches quickly revealed that they'd been sent from the dripping caves by their boss, Hark. The party let them go, pumpkins back in place. As they were nearing the end of their work, the heroes heard shouts for help from the inn. They were met by three goblins who were attempting to capture a woman who was barely fending them off with a dagger. 
tolls of bells, the striking of steel, and the whispers of necromancy echoed through the room. The goblins were left dead, incapacitated, or allowed to flee. The girl named Keller found herself in Edric's arms. She explained she was a traveling monk of Lathander, and that her fellow monks would be with them soon. Tired and battered, the party agreed to rest for a short while before heading out to the dripping caves. <laughs>